Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Even though it doesn't look like much, the market stayed in a relatively narrow range compared to yesterday, of course. It finished basically flat on the day. 13 cents up is a rounding error we're not going to make a federal case out of that however when you look under the covers there's some stuff that we can see there's some stuff that we should notice and there's some stuff that happened today that not only can you learn from you can take advantage of into the future let's get rolling the first thing we do is take notice of the daily chart. Is anything jumping off the page? Anything different from yesterday? Not really. We already discussed the fact that it was a relatively narrow ranging day. They did come in and touch the 50 period moving average and they finished basically flat on the day. We can't make heads or tails out of that kind of activity. But what we did say yesterday that it was a bona fide reversal day. That doesn't mean the next day or the next five days in a row are down. It means there was a reversal day. It's a change in character of the market from what it's doing. The pattern it was making has changed. The energy should be released in the other direction. That already happened to an extent, but that doesn't mean there isn't more downside coming. We don't know whether they're going to make a bearish pattern on the daily chart, maybe a bear flag pattern using yesterday's big down candle as the flagpole. We don't know whether they're going to try and climb up the big breakdown candle to run a test either near or at the highs. And we don't know whether they're going to kill them immediately for tomorrow as an example. We take things one day at a time, one chart at a time, one candlestick at a time. We talked about an important zone in last night's video. We used a wide variety of charts. Here's the 240 chart we looked at. We talked about these moving averages down here. We talked about the gap and we started zeroing in on a potential price where the market would A, be drawn to and B, find garden variety of support. We were discussing a zone and what you'll find today from inside the numbers is that once the market got going or it was about to get going, we zeroed in on a price that we were willing to buy. It wasn't necessarily the same price on the bottom end that we discussed last night at 464. It was higher than that, but that's the benefit of being inside the numbers. We were in the zone discussed last night. At night, you get a zone. During the day, you get the numbers. Here's a snapshot of the 120-minute chart we discussed last night. Again, a different set of moving averages within the zone of support. Hourly chart or 60-minute chart, we had the 200-period moving average, and we also identified a zone right around 466 and change. That was, I believe, one of the numbers or one of the possibilities. While we're on this chart, and you also saw it on the 120-minute chart, the market is already making, from this chart's perspective, from this time frame's perspective, a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern. Now, we'll see what happens on Friday, whether or not we get a Friday float. Do they try and jam the market up to make everybody believe the sell-off is over going into the weekend? Or do they kill them into a Friday close? 
You could also see the same bearish pattern or bearish flaggish pattern developing here on the 120-minute chart. It's not a perfect flag pattern. Nothing's perfect. It doesn't matter. It's the concept of what they're doing. The concept of a flag pattern is the market went down and it's having trouble bouncing back up. That's the point. The point further is while it's having trouble bouncing back up, it's eating time off the clock, building energy for the next move. If the next move is not going to be back up because they essentially can't get through whatever resistance or overhead resistance there is, then they're going to release the energy in the downward direction. They made a run for 470 today a couple of times. They weren't able to sustain price above 470. It's a big fat round number. It's important. And if they do, there's further rally to be had. But whether they can or not remains a mystery. Your early bogey for Friday is 470 and some change. That'll be more clear once we get into inside the numbers. Speaking of which, it's a pretty good time to get right over there. We're going to take a look at the early thoughts and the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was an early day for inside the numbers, primarily for two reasons. A, I had some stuff to tend to this afternoon from a personal nature, not related to the market. And B, we had a whopper of a morning session. And sometimes it's good to just say, we're packing it in. So let's go see what that was all about. We had a happy Thursday around the flat line at zero dark 30. They weren't really getting very far. They dipped a little bit overnight, but they came back near the flat line. The setup was early on. It was going to be somewhat of a lighter day, certainly than yesterday. That's the impression the tape was giving around the pre-market. Doesn't mean it always ends up like that, but that was the early impression. Obviously, the bulls are looking for a rescue operation. We'll talk some numbers. Yesterday, there was big down candle, which means there's a lot of space in between numbers today. Down south, there's a gap at 467.70. They just missed it yesterday, so we're in that category of came close already. Below that is 466.30, give or take, which can be support. Below, we have another number, 465 and a quarter, and the door opens for what was discussed in last night's video at 464. That's basically the numbers going into the early session, right in the pre-market, everything laid out. Up north, they should try and stage a rescue operation. The first order of business would be get back to and over SPY 470.50. Spiking it is one thing, but closing candles above is another. If they can, we'll post the targets and resistance areas in real time. Now let's get our feet wet with the charts for a moment. The first order of business is to take a look at what the resistance area was cited as first thing in the morning. Again, zero dark 30. 470.50 was the number posted early. That was, in fact, resistance. It's good to know your numbers. We'll get to the other ones in a few moments. Starting out quiet, nothing going on in the pre-market. And then right out of the gate, they ran a test of the gap. That's the 934 post. They missed by a few pennies, which happens all the time. We talk about it all the time. Getting below the gap opens the door for 466.30, give or take. Staying above, and they'll try for 470.50, give or take. Let's keep going for a moment and see what else we have. They're doing the thing. 470.30 to 470.50 is the zone which should provide overhead resistance. 
Now, at the time, 10 minutes into the day, I'm not prepared to take a short. They could have a short squeeze for a lot more points. We've seen that many, many times. However, they immediately fell out of bed. That was the early resistance. 470, 30 to 50. As you can see back on the chart, I've moved the line down to 470.30. That's the number that came out after the opening bell. And the high was right in between, smack dab in the middle. 470.40 was the high at the 945 candle on this five-minute chart. Then they collapsed back down. That would have been a great short. I just wasn't short. Let's see what else we have. Right out of the gate, the market did stage a little bit of a rally, and when it did, a lot of the stocks on the move took off with it, so it kind of left us in a lurch up until later on. We'll get to that in a moment. The high was 470.40, right smack in the middle. Funny how that works. You knew that was coming. If they got above, we had the next zone. They never really did get above, but you need to know in advance what it was. Now they went back and filled the gap. If the gap, 467.70 holds, there's another rally coming. If they start closing candles below, the door opens for 466.30. And I'm a buyer at 466.30 for a trade. We just don't want them to eat time off the clock. Then they came into it. It's showtime for the bulls. 466.30. Back on the chart, of course, 466.30 is there. They spiked it by a little bit, turned around, and had a rocket ride up in the other direction. Just to put this in perspective, even on the first push, just to about here, the high is 469.51. In S&P handle terms, that's 30 of them. That was Whopper trade number one. We had a lot of participation both in the Inside the Numbers live room and also Inside the Numbers traditional accounts. So it takes a little time sometimes for them to get going. So I put here, it's showtime for the Bulls to play defense. We don't want them getting much below 466 on candle closes. Then it really opens the door for that 464. There are other numbers that can bounce the tape in between. It's a big zone, as evidenced by we talked about it last night. So there are no surprises. Consistency is the name of the game. 1008, traders that are long the SPY or equivalent need to be ready to book profit along the way. Understanding the tape is important. It could still fall, obviously. So we have to be aware. We can't just turn our back and say, oh, because he said it was a good trade, it's going to work out. That's not the way it works. First private target, 467. That's equivalent to about at least seven S&P handles. That's a good profit target. 1011, you can see the next uh, spot was 465.40. The low of day, I believe, was 465.43. Should be support. They can go all the way to 464. It's an awareness. You need to know about that if you're in the trade. But 1015, you'll see. They're in the exact zone we discussed in last night's video. There are a lot of reasons for support. Could take some time. I say that because I know traders are getting nervous. I know some traders are shitting their pants. I'm trying to remain calm during the trade. 10.15. Traders that took the Netflix trade have a good start. Make sure you book profits. Nice trade. And then the SPY started to get going. You know what happened. The rest, you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. You'll see here, traders holding a portion of Netflix can hold for a test of 553.50 or more. We'll get to Netflix in a few moments. 
but you can see what's going on here. I urge you to pause the video and read the notes. This is information that A, you could learn from, and B, you could use to your advantage to do what? Well, I use it to make money each and every day. I can't specify what you're going to do with it, but it's there for the taking. Stocks on the move. We had a little bit of a list today, but only two hit their numbers. Remember, the market took off out of the gate, and they never really came back, meaning the stocks. So ones that didn't hit their numbers are off the board. We're going to take a look at UNH and Netflix. Now, Netflix came close early in the day, then they bounced away, and they ate time off the clock for a long time above that zone. So I'm not sure any traders did or didn't take this trade. I was gone for the day, so wasn't available to even see it. But you could see what happened. This was a zone. After hovering over the first number, they went right for the second and third. They did a dance in there. They gave you the deal, but then they came back in later. You could see the importance of this stuff. But late in the day is not the same as early in the day. Let me give you a better example of that. The number you saw on the board for Netflix was 542.95, zero dark 30. Guess what happened? They came into it. They spiked it by just a few pennies. They had a rocket ride up back in the other direction. Remember the 553 or more resistance you could hold for that target? There it is. And that was obviously important also. Why? Because they hovered around it for the majority of the afternoon, closing pretty much right on top of it by the end of the day. That was also an important number. It pays to know your numbers. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything interesting? Not really. They had somewhat of a wide-ranging day for the IWM, but they finished up $1.71, and with yesterday's big down day, it's really just a relief rally, a dead cat bounce. It's that type of situation today. It's not telling us anything yet. They're not really climbing the breakdown candle, and they haven't yet had enough time to formulate any kind of a bearish pattern. So we need more time to decipher what the next bigger move is for the IWM. And this kind of activity after the fact, the fact meaning yesterday's big down day, it's not out of the ordinary for there to be somewhat of a more quiet day, narrow ranging day. It's kind of a catch your breath. What's really going on? Bulls and bears both aren't sure. So it's somewhat of a reprieve. Folks down at the transportation department, they were up a buck today. We can't make heads or tails out of that either. But when you look at this, we can't help but notice they're staying above the moving averages and they're essentially making a bullish pattern up here after a move off the lows. Remember, this is my second favorite market leading indicator. The IWM is a number one, but this is also my first favorite canary in the coal mine. And when you consider what's going on here and the fact that they can't yet or haven't yet got below these moving averages or breaking down, we have to note it. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Don't discount everything getting a bid Friday or into next week. You never know. That stuff comes out of nowhere. Remember, it's hard to kill a bull. One big time down day may tell us what's likely to happen next, but it doesn't guarantee us anything about what's going to happen next. What about the Silicon Valley people, the Q people? 100 period moving average. They're sitting on it. No big deal either way. If they got below it, it might tell us something. The fact that they bounced off of it 
gives some kind of indication that they want to try and stage a rally. They want to try and stage a rescue operation. This would essentially be a higher low. Again, that's another type of thing. We call it a puzzle piece. We put it on the table. If they're going to make a higher low, that at least gives the bulls something to hang their hat on. It's a puzzle piece. Put it on the table. What about the financials, the XLF? They had a pretty good day, up 1.5%. So there's nothing wrong with the financials. Remember, they had a big down day yesterday, but they're still up in this neighborhood. We said as long as they stay above this area here, the low is 39.97, then they could potentially make a bullish pattern, build some energy to bust through the highs again. Just because they busted it or tried to yesterday and failed, as long as they stay up in this neck of the woods, they're still okay. And remember... Without the financials falling apart, it's unlikely you're going to get the rest of the market falling apart. doesn't mean everything trades together the same amount, the same day, all that stuff. That's not the case. We treat each chart independent of one another. But these are canaries in the coal mine. These are things that if the financials are going up and they're making new highs, what's the likelihood the rest of the market's going to fall apart at the same time? That's unlikely. So if the financials are rallying and they are making new highs, we could expect the other markets, the Qs and the S&P and the Dow and the IWM and the SMH and all that stuff, we could expect them to be rallying at the same time under normal garden variety type of conditions. What about Smash Mouth? The SMH, which is the proxy for the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index into the 50 period moving average. They're sandwiched in between. I think they closed above the 20, but it's right on top of it. Can we make anything federally case-related out of this particular chart? Not yet. If they're getting below the 50-period moving average, yes, yeah, something different is going on. If they're going to find support and they're going to stage some kind of a rally, a bounce back, a dead cat bounce, well, then we have something up north to hang our hat on, which is two things. 311, 311.50 would be the first spot they would try and get to. And then if they were able to get through that, they're going to head for 314. Overhead resistance would be found in that zone and specifically at 314. We had a long video last night, a little bit more compressed today. It's based on market performance, what was going on. And today we saw it was much quieter than it was yesterday. So therefore, there's less to pick apart, less to discuss. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.